Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story of someone almost getting expelled for practicing self-defense. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, hmm, yes, our yard, your problem. So basically, we had the local Karen in our neighborhood with like four kids. I'll call Entitled Parent EP. Entitled Parent lives near us, like next to our house near us, and that can get annoying. Me, my dad, and my sister, mother is at work 24-7 and dad is retired, were at home kinda just chilling, dad was sleeping, me probably sleeping as well, and sister downstairs playing on her tablet. Then the transformer on the telephone pole in our yard freaking just explodes as loud as a cannon. Early in the morning, everyone is surprised. We were confused, then we were like, oh crap, no more power. Good thing we have the old butt generator which works like a champ of course. Only needed an oil change and like two small parts needed to be fixed over the years. That's only when it failed us. So now old Gene starts up and keeps on running. For how long? Oh, like for three days straight. Entitled Parent gets extremely angry and calls the police on us. Why? Because our generator was too loud. Oh no, whatever shall we do? Police come, my dad is confused. He was thinking, we go to church, we're good people. What did we do? The police explain Entitled Parent called because of the generator. Dad explains we can't really turn it off since we need power. Police understand fully and leave. Entitled Parent is angry. She kind of just stink eyes our house for the rest of the day like she was planning something. She didn't. A year later, my dad decides to dazzle up the house. New gray paint, carpet, siding, windows. Now to deal with the ugly skinny trees in the backyard and replace them with beautiful flowers. So we order a company to cut down and grinded the roots and removed the roots. And oh, can you guess what happens? Child jumps into the fire pit? Our mini playground disappeared? Someone replaced the fence which we own? Nope. Entitled parent calls the police yet again because we ordered a tree company to cut down some small skinny trees. My dad of course couldn't do it. Me and my sister were not trusted with any power tools, and mother was at work almost the whole day the whole week, which is why we called them. So police come again and are very annoyed because they remember the last time Entitled Parent called. So they asked my dad what was the commotion. Dad tells them we ordered a company to cut down some trees which wouldn't take long, since they're very small, and police left. Entitled Parent got angry, later she moved out, thank god, and we don't have to deal with her anymore big win. People like this are such a cancer to the resources of that community. Every time they waste valuable manpower, hours, taxpayer money, whatnot, calling the cops, making them waste their time having to dedicate it to this stupid non-issue, it's always an incredibly frustrating thing to hear about and I hear from relatives having to deal with neighbors of their own who are exactly like this. A relative of mine was getting tree work done and they parked their trucks on the roadside off of the road and a neighbor called the cops on them for parking roadside off of the road. The cops show up, smile at the workers and say, yeah, you're fine, you're not doing anything wrong. 
they're providing a service and they're not even on the road. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy these stories of entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I wrong to have no desire to connect with my dad anymore? I don't know where to go to get help on this, so I hope it's okay if I post here. I was closer to my dad growing up than I am now. My parents divorced in or around 2005 when I was either 6 or 7. So most of my life with my parents had been back and forth trips on weekends and divided holidays. My mom had custody of me and my brother technically, but there was no separating us from our dad. It was a pretty amicable divorce. We had shared time for years and it didn't seem to affect our relationship with our parents until I guess when I started high school. My dad used to drink a lot, but I don't remember him as a heavy drinker at all. I just remember him as my dad. Maybe I was too young to notice because my older brother remembers it more than I do. My dad met a woman who did help him sober up more, but also got him on the born-again Christian pipeline, and it completely changed his personality. My dad met this woman when I started high school, who is now his wife. When they first got together, it was fine, but quickly my dad decided to move almost an hour away from our hometown and still expected me and my brother to fulfill the same amount of visits after school and on weekends. Both my brother and I began to hate going back and forth, I remember I used to get so angry because I was constantly trying to do schoolwork on school nights after driving an hour to go see my dad. I was an honors high achiever type that had a lot of homework, only for him to get annoyed that I was paying more attention to my schoolwork than him. It became a struggle of giving my dad all the attention he wanted rather than what I wanted or needed, and because of this, I started to resent him. I resented that he didn't take me or my brother's time into account. One Christmas, he made us drive an hour through a snowstorm on Christmas Eve and the storm continued through Christmas Day as we drove home to see our mom's side of the family. My brother had just gotten his license and I was 13 or 14. I remember that so vividly because I think that's when I realized his narcissistic tendencies. He changed so much because of his wife. He became almost like a completely different person. He isn't the dad I used to know. And when that started to happen, I also resented his wife, even though it was probably good for him that he was sobering up because of her, but I didn't recognize him anymore, and I would get into fights with both of them on visits. I hated her for changing him. I didn't feel like I could connect with him anymore. Me and my brother were not raised in religion. We were given the choice to choose what we wanted to believe. But once he changed, he began to try to impose all of his beliefs on us. My brother seems to be able to let it roll off his shoulder pretty easily. For me, it drove me insane. My political beliefs as well are the polar opposite of my dad's. I'm very progressive and he's very conservative. I don't want to get into debates on here, but I feel like this context is also important to mention because it affected my view of my dad intensely. I didn't want it to, but when it started to involve hate towards women, I felt it personally and it hurt. It's like everything I believe in to him is devil worship. It's like he feels the need to save me from myself. With all of this being said, it's very hard for me to understand him, and it's hard for him to understand me. And it would be fine with me if we just didn't talk about any of it, but it's like he's a missionary, and feels like it's his duty to change me and my entire personality. I've had multiple conversations with him about how I don't want to share our beliefs anymore, because it does more harm than good. It's like an incessant thing that he feels that he needs to talk to me about. I don't feel much of a connection to him anymore. It feels shallow and artificial, and seeing him feels like an obligation or a chore to me. He's trying to stay connected with me, and I appreciate that he's trying, 
He is trying to find basis for what we can connect on that doesn't involve religion or politics. But I can barely give him the time of day anymore. I feel guilty about it, but I'm 25 now, and I have so much going on in my life that needs my attention more. I just don't know how to connect with him anymore, and I'm okay with that, but he isn't. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. He is constantly trying to be in my life, and I feel horrible about it, but I'm so much more comfortable with the distance that I've created between us. Everyone tells me that I should try to stay connected more. Am I doing something wrong by not wanting him super involved in my life? I just think it's really easy for people who don't have a full perspective of what's going on to look at you, look at your father, and say, you know you should really try to stay connected more. They just don't understand how it feels and what you've experienced growing up and trying to deal with being around him. I think people with different views and beliefs, friends, relatives, or otherwise, I think it's possible to just recognize you don't click with that person, you don't see eye to eye with them, and it's more amicable to just keep your distance. Just like you know he can't change you despite how much he wants to, you know that you can't change him, and it's definitely, I think, easier to handle when you accept that. This next story is Slaying of a Dragon Mommy. Today's epic is about a father who slayed, slewed? The mighty mommy dragon. As with all these tales, it began quietly. The mommy had her two kids, one boy about 10, and the daughter a little younger. The girl had a shopping bag with some items in it that I couldn't see. The boy asked me how much my Pokemon card packs were. I told him $4 for one, three for $10. He stated how much cheaper they were than at the store he usually goes to and tells me he wants six packs. She said, no, you can't have that many. The kid said, you said I could use my $20 to buy what I want. She replies, not to waste. K 
kid says, funny that everything I want is a waste. She rips the $20 out of his hand and says, you know, you're right. What she didn't know was that the father was right behind her when she did this. First thing he did was ask her why she did that, to which she replied that he was going to waste it on cards. He asked why it's a waste. Her response? Because? He went, hmm, and asked the girl for her bag. She handed it to him and he looked in it, turned around and started walking away. Mommy asked him where he was going with that bag. He stated that he was returning it because it was a waste. She yelled at him that she had permission to buy that. His response was that he gave the boy permission to buy those cards. Again, she wasn't allowing it because it was a waste. Here's where this guy became the mighty warrior. He said that she was right about the girl being allowed to buy what she wanted. He asked me how much the cards were, and I told him. He stated that they were cheaper than where they usually go and tells me to give the boy nine packs. He pulls out $30 and hands it to me. The boy became a god next. He said to his father that it wasn't fair to his sister. He was getting 30 and she only got 20. Father looked at him and shook his head in affirmation. He then asks his daughter if she wants Pokemon. She says, yes, loudly. The shock on mommy wore off and screamed that these weren't four girls and that the girl didn't even like Pokemon. She looked at her and stated that she loved Pokemon, but you would never let her have any or let her watch the show. The father told her to take six packs and the boy to take another three and handed me the money. A happy time was had by all, except for the defeated dragon mommy. Well, I honestly just hope that there was more talks about this going on back at home, because despite the fact that the father did everything wonderful here, it still seems like she was adamant that she was right somehow, even when the same rule set was applied to her. Our next story is, Dad expects me to be a perfect mom. I grew up with a bipolar father who was finally diagnosed when I was 20. Growing up, I lived in constant fear of my father. For context, I was considered a goody two-shoes and never disobeyed. He criticized my weight on a routine basis. He would blame me for ruining his day if I did anything wrong or made a mistake, as every child does while growing up. An example, he blamed me when he shattered the storm door glass because he had an extra coffee to carry in the cup holder because I asked for one since we were on vacation. I was 12 when this occurred. He often screamed expletives at me for normal child needs because it inconvenienced him. He was emotionally, mentally, and occasionally physically abusive. Also SA when I was 5 but I kept it to myself until my college years. He put me through so much childhood trauma. Ironically enough, my father believes that a person's childhood and how they were raised is a direct reflection of who they become as an adult. My dad won't apologize or acknowledge what he did but expects me to be a perfect parent. My husband and I have been together for almost 18 years, married for 12. My child has high-functioning autism, ADHD, and dyslexia, assuring he has the appropriate educational and psychological support he requires and deserves has always been my top priority. My father constantly finds something about my son's upbringing to critique. If my husband and I have a disagreement, raised voices but no screaming, in front of our son, my father tells us that our child is going to be messed up as an adult. My dad has even stated, in front of my son, my intelligence is disappointing and subpar to his and my mother's. My dad even told my son that mommy is going to ruin his upbringing and permanently screw him up. My father always points out anything about me that he doesn't like. According to him, he cannot enjoy his golden years because 
My imperfections as a parent are damaging my son's potential. He then curses at me. Any advice or guidance is appreciated. Thank you in advance. I don't understand why this guy is in OP's life. They should have blocked him, cut him off, get a restraining order. I mean, this person is just a cancer on you and your life. Why even begin to tolerate this person? I'd go as far as saying that's not even a father. And I don't think I'm being too controversial by saying that. Our next story is, would it be wrong to move out or am I being ungrateful? I, 21-year-old female, grew up in a single mother household with five other siblings. Also, I was the only girl, middle child. My mother is very hardworking to the point where I don't even remember her being there half my childhood. I just remember her working, working from home, selling houses, doing hair, and going to nursing school. Now, she's an RN, all at 50 years old. Let's just say I have a lot to live up to. Now, I have a little sister, 7-year-old female. A lot of my, no, majority of, if not all, my teenage years, I was watching her. No football games, no basketball games, no late night out with friends. My cousins still make jokes that I was a second mother at 14. My mom has done a lot for me physically, so that's why I feel so ungrateful. My mother and I don't have the best relationship. We don't talk, and I honestly kind of don't like being around her. I feel really bad, but mentally, emotionally, I can't stay in this town. I don't have a life here. Every time I travel, I feel that taste of freedom that I know it's going to go away once I step back in my hometown. It's the same day-to-day routine every single day. Recently, my mom is getting another divorce. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I don't care. I know my mom's not going to read this, so that man was a bench and I called it. She always dates down when she's worth so much more. But now she's talking about stepping up again and doing more around the house. But she knows that I have one foot out the door. It's making our relationship even worse that I'm barely home. I just do the bare minimum, like making sure my sister gets to school and she eats and goes to bed on time. I honestly don't think I'm much help at the moment. Plus, she says it all the time anyway, but with everything going on at my house, I just feel like an ungrateful, angry ball of misery. Like, I'm supposed to want to help her and stay, but if I stay, I know my story. I'll just end up depressed, pregnant, and a stoner for the rest of my life, taking care of people that I don't want to. I'm so ashamed to say that. And moving, God, just thinking about it, I can feel the opportunity, the worry, the excitement, the struggle, the happiness. I don't know, no risk, no story. This is truly a rant and there's no structure. I just want to know if I'm an ungrateful human being for wanting to leave my mom behind and figure it out. I mean, if you stay behind and help your mom, if you can thrive in that, I understand and that's great. But if it's an environment you're not going to do well with, this is your one shot at life. You've got to prioritize yourself, right? I just think if going down that road is going to lead to a miserable, unhappy life, you just can't allow yourself to do that to yourself. I'm not saying you gotta be hyper selfish and put down others and neglect everyone else. 
but you gotta try to lead the life you want to live. Our next story is entitled House Guests. So, about 12 years ago, the summer after I, 34-year-old female, graduated from college, I was back at home and planning a wedding to my husband, 32-year-old male. I was there for about a month or so when my father came home from a late shift around midnight one night and came inside as white as a sheet because he had just been robbed at gunpoint right in front of our house. It was a disrupted night of sleep for all of us to say the least after we had dealt with the police and whatnot. I honestly don't think that my father even slept. So the next day my mother called her good friend and told her what happened and the friend graciously invited all three of us humans, two birds and a dog and a turtle to move into their basement until they could find a place to live in a safer area because we'd been living in a very bad part of town, which is why what happened, happened. So we all moved in and all was well for a few weeks until my narcissistic father and entitled mother started to complain about how this friend and her husband lived differently than they did. I mean, obviously, two couples in their 40s or 50s are going to live differently than each other, but my parents were so dumb and petty about the things they chose to complain about. Granted, there were some serious things that this couple had going on that were problematic, like not having any gas because it had been shut off due to non-payment, so there was no heat or hot water. The heat wasn't a problem because it was summer, but the cold showers were a bit annoying. But still, we were guests in their home. Anyway, here's a list of the dumbest things my parents got into fights with them over. The couple never ate any veggies and ate like children. Their teenage daughter was too sullen and spent too much time in her room. The lady slept with a teddy bear. The man washed his hands too thoroughly and too often. The man was struggling to find a job, hence the gas being shut off, but my father spent the entirety of my high school career unemployed, so their dog's breath stink. They complained about the people's house cleaning because there was dog hair all over the place and it was cluttered. The house we left looked like it should have been on the show Hoarders. I can't think of anything else because I've tried to block that period of my life out, but my parents stayed with them for a good six months and they were constantly fighting over the dumbest things like the above. It just baffles me honestly that my parents would be so ungrateful of their hosts like that. I mean, I'm not surprised because as I mentioned at the beginning, my father is a narcissist and my mother is entitled because of it, but I would be a lot more grateful if someone was letting me, my adult kid, and several pets live in their basement. Thankfully, I went back to my college town after the end of summer and didn't have to deal with that nonsense on a daily basis while also planning a wedding, but yeah, there's one of the thousands of entitled parent stories I have, SMH. I just feel bad for the people that took them in and gave up their basement just to end up having these choosing beggars in their basement. I mean, if they caught wind of all of these things that are irritants to them, they'd probably quickly be regretting their decision. I mean, what's the problem with a lady sleeping with a teddy bear or somebody that washes their hands often and like a dog's breath stinking that kind of just comes with the territory? Our next story is practice self-defense and nearly got expelled for it. Entitled Kid and I were both 14 years male. We were in the same year group and Entitled Kid was my bully for about four years beforehand. Biased teacher and Entitled Mother were friends outside of school. Save Your Mama and Super Dad are obviously my parents. And Entitled Mother and Entitled Dad are also obviously Entitled Kid's parents. 
Entitled Kid had been my bully for years, and this wasn't your typical name-calling, shoulder-bumping, gossiping kind of bully. This was a raw, British, fat boy bully. He was physical, pushing me over, pressuring me, trying to pick fights, literally spitting on my head. He was about 4 foot 5 and I was about 6 foot 2. He was fat and I was lanky. Not a very fair match. Just before this incident, I went to the local fairgrounds that had popped up recently, and I had to go at one of those punching bag score things you see people failing at in meme videos. And it turns out I have some pretty decent momentum as I got a score of about 500-ish, while all my friends got about 350 to 400. On the day of the incident, right before it happened, I went to the orchard in my school's garden area as it had just reopened due to the large wasp nest being removed. Along comes Entitled Kid and his goons. Entitled Kid says, Oi, Dumbo! Me, still trying to reach for an apple on the tree, said, What? Entitled Kid said, What are you doing, mate? I said, Picking apples? What does it look like I'm freaking doing? At this comment, which I'm quite proud of, he scowls, leans forward, and starts barreling towards me in a rugby tackling position. As I'm still stretched up trying to reach an apple, I see this in my peripherals and I don't have enough time to move before I'm on the floor, winded and cut by the gravel ground. In perfect goon fashion, they all start laughing, and Entitled Kid steps back a bit. I get up, walk away, and just before I go through the trees, I give Entitled Kid a little middle finger. I immediately hear him shout, Get back here, you lanky crap! and hear gravel crunching under his feet as he runs. I think about making a dash for it, but decide against it. I wanted to try something, knowing it probably wouldn't work, but I wanted to try it anyway. I was going to fight back for once. I see him appear around the trees and run straight at me. I back up a bit, and he starts smirking. He slows down and starts walking just as he gets closer to me. The next few seconds are a blur. My arm raises, I ball up my fist, and I punch Entitled Kid in the face, right as he's getting ready to tackle me again. He's on the ground, groaning, poking his cheek. Before anything happens, I make a break for it and run back to the main building. Class starts, an entitled kid comes in late with a purple cheek. Crap. Bias teacher asks him what happened. An entitled kid tells her a BS story about how I punched him unprovoked. This is typical for him, as when I've told the teacher about what he's done to me before, he makes up some story about how he's the victim and for some ungodly reason, the teacher can't decide who's lying and who isn't and so just punishes us both. It's gotten so bad that Savior Mother tells me to shush whenever I mention Entitled Kid's name, as she knows it's gonna be bad. Entitled Kid sits down and class goes on. Later, I get called to the principal's office. Entitled Kid and Biased Teacher are there, along with Nice Principal. Entitled Kid is told to tell his side of the story, in which he says that I pushed him over and punched him for no reason. All the while, Biased Teacher is glaring at me. I then tell my side. I've been on good terms with Nice Principal for years now, so I hoped that he would believe me, but it seemed that Biased Teacher had been trying to convince Nice Principal that I was in the wrong here. Nice principal told us all to leave and that he would get our parents to come into school to talk about this. A few days pass and save your mom, entitled mother, entitled kid, and I are back in the principal's room. To spare you the details as this is already very long, entitled mother started raving about how I should be expelled for assaulting her sweet child. 
and Savior Mom argued that entitled kids should be expelled for all he's done to me and how I was only using self-defense. It ends with, as usual, us both getting punished and suspended. Later, Super Dad decided enough was enough, and so he and I did something very unprofessional and went to Entitled Kid's house on the weekend. My dad knocked on the door, and Entitled Dad opened the door. Entitled Dad said, Um, hello, who are you? Super Dad says, I'm Opie's father. I've come to have a word with you and your son. The Entitled Dad replies, Ah, right. Well then, I guess you can come in. At this point, Entitled Dad was visibly intimidated, as my dad was very tall, six foot five, and he wasn't lanky like me. He was wide-shouldered, big muscles, essentially bigger and stronger than Entitled Dad would ever be. Super Dad told me to wait in the car. He never really told me what was said in there, just told me that Entitled Kid should leave me alone from now on, and if he doesn't, make sure to tell him. Entitled Kid left me alone for a long time after that, until the school called the police on him after I told them about how he slapped my butt for some unknown reason, probably just to annoy me. He was charged with SA and suspended. He never really interacted with me again after that. I noticed now that this post is more about Entitled Kid than Entitled Mother or Entitled Dad, but I think it still fits with the subreddit. I don't know. I mean, honestly, just including the tidbit about how the Entitled Mother was going on about Oh, you should be expelled for assaulting my son. That alone makes it more than fitting for the subreddit. Even maybe the biased teacher, like I know a teacher is far from parent, but yikes, even their behavior kind of makes it worthy of being here. It's nice when you have some muscle to back you up though. Our next story is, my mom and stepdad claim they understand how busy my life is right now, then complain I never have time for them. I'm exhausted with their entitled attention seeking. I'm caught up in the middle of an argument between my mom and stepdad at the minute. My stepdad left her in June following an argument that turned sour between the two. The problem they both have is, he's a heavy drinker, and my mom has anger issues and together, they just clash. Anyway, regardless, this argument between the two of them has been going on ever since. Both promising me they won't get me involved, but it's all they have done. My life is hectic at the minute. Me and my girlfriend moved in with my grandma 18 months ago following her dementia diagnosis, so we live and care for her. We've got an 8-month-old baby boy who keeps us on our toes. Whilst I also started my own business in June, and most days I'm out working 12 plus hours a day. I literally get up and out of the door for 6am. I drive most of the day and am limited to when I can text and be on the phone. I get home about 6pm on average, where we sit down to eat, wash up, Then we have our little boy in a routine at about 7pm. We get him ready for bed with a bath every two nights. That's a bottle, book, and then trying to settle him. Whilst trying to make sure my grandma's needs are also met. Then we have washing up to do, sometimes bottles to wash and sterilize. Then we maybe get into bed at about 9pm to settle down, but I have to sit there on my laptop catching up on admin things for the business that I don't get the chance to do during the day. We maybe get to sleep around 10 or 11 p.m., then back up at 5 a.m. and repeat. I barely see my little boy apart from bedtime most days, and it breaks my heart. My stepdad recently saw me have a mental breakdown in regards to my grandma's dementia only a matter of a month or so ago. Then not long after, he started kicking off at me over texts and emails. 
throwing things in my face that he's bought me over the years and telling me how awful and ungrateful I am, then has gone back to my mom, saying I never ring him or visit him or care about him. So my mom responded, reminding him, I'm working all of the time now, whilst caring for my grandma and baby, etc., and pretending she cares. Her freezer broke yesterday. She'd asked me if we had room for anything in our chest freezer. I told her we did a big shop over the weekend and don't think we do, but could probably squeeze some essentials in. Then she's messaged me this morning telling me I was no help to her yesterday when she needed it, and now all of her food is going to waste, and my stepdad is right. I don't have the time of day for them. You know what? They're right. I don't have the time of day for them. They're exhausting whilst I'm already exhausted myself. They both want constant attention. Me and my girlfriend are absolutely exhausted with everything because we get so little help as it is. There's just not enough hours in the day. I know it's not always going to be like this, but at the minute it is and we're struggling. I can't be bothered with any of it. I just can't please anybody. Honestly, I would just focus and do what you need to do. And if anybody's giving you grief or a hard time, honestly, they deserve a block before you even expend any extra energy trying to fight that. When you're going through the daily grind to try to get on top like OP is, who's got the time to be wrapped up or trying to deal with these insecure, needy people? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.